after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are going to talk about some TV commercials today. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. They like good food, just like their mom does. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Vives. Hi, Andrew. I have a just terrible idea for our <laughs> <laughs> show today. But I kind of had fun putting it together, so hopefully hopefully the listeners will enjoy this. Um, as long as it's not another show in which I just um, find a bunch of like home disasters people to, crashing to look through at, things. yeah, I think we'll be okay. I, you know, for I've been leaning really heavy on the home disaster uh, uh, side of things. Yeah, lately. maybe it's maybe maybe you're worried about your own home. I don't know. Yeah, playing on your insecurities. I was hoping in last week's show where you were talking about people crashing through ceilings and commercials, I was really hoping that you would twist it up a little bit and just have uh, one Kool-Aid man crash through a wall. Because what is a wall but a ceiling? <laughs> on its side. On its side. Yeah, you know, you're totally right. Expression. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunities. But we're not going to return to that this week. Instead, I was in charge of the show this week. So again, I apologize <laughs> in advance. We are going to, Genevieve, play a little version of This Is Your Life. Using TV commercials. I'll explain how it's going to work in a little bit. And I'm going to have you kind of maybe guess, turn this maybe a little into a casual guessing game as well. Okay. A casual guessing game. Just just a casual guessing game for the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Happy New Year. We're also. We had a good one. Going to check in with the Ad Council, as we always do. We have a a jingle waiting for us today. Um, And also in the BT Dubs segment, where I turn to the VHS tapes that I have here on the shelf that I found at a garage sale, um, I came across the most bizarre PSA campaign from the 90s. I guess it's an anti-crime PSA, but it's very... It's either anti or pro crime. It's it involves crime. Okay, <laughs> let's just put it that way. That I've been I've been puzzling over it as I um, I've been finding this across several of the tapes I've been digitizing, and I'm just like, this is bananas. And I've been needing to talk to somebody about it. Okay, so I'm glad great. you're here. I'm glad the ad council is here. Um, now I'm excited to tell you how this game is going to play today. If it is a game, this is your life. But I guess we should start with some music. This is not a story. This is your life. About two days ago, I was watching one of our bizarro on-demand channels that we have now, right? We have Crackle. You got your Crackles. You you got got your Plutos. Plutos. You got your Peacocks. Exactly. And I was watching one of those. It might have been Peacock. You got your Tubies. And I saw a commercial that was ripped from the specific headlines of our life. I couldn't believe how specific it how was fun. to us. And I found it today and it looks like it's a little bit older and it looks was like it about it how you should go to video only to buy your television and not go to No, but you're a, not too far away from it. A, a, a warehouse store. But it reminded uh it reminded me of something that you and I had gone through recently in our life and I thought, "Oh, maybe since this is the new year, 
we could kind of recap the year that was like our our personal lives yeah. in the year 2022 okay by playing commercials that represent those milestones for us nice so right? the year that we've just lived through the, the year that we and it's, it's chronological okay so for example it, like this is cheating a little bit but for the first one is going to be just kind of a freebie here we actually ended 2021 with a trip to hawaii yes if you'll recall so here's like the first commercial that i pulled this is really like a uh, a commercial that has a couple and this is this is not i want to make it clear this is not 2022 this is 2021 this is just an example of how this sort of works right so i found this commercial for i believe southwest airlines and ooh, they're going through some stuff right they now. recently did yeah quite yeah. quite a quite a little imbroglio they got into last week and when we were in hawaii of course one of your favorite activities is snorkeling so i started looking for snorkel related commercials and i came across this commercial for southwest airlines is a few years old now um and you see a couple and they come out of the water and they're wearing their snorkel masks right but then they both take them off at the same time and at first the woman laughs at the man and says haha look at your face because he's got a suntan everywhere except for the where the snorkel were mask they snorkeling was. on their back doesn't really make a lot of sense yeah. i know but He's like, oh, no. And then he laughs at her. He said, you got it, too. And so their whole all their faces are tan with these big white areas around their eyes. And so the rest of the commercial is them trying to go sunglass shopping for sunglasses that will hide it. At one point, you see them laying on the beach, their entire bodies covered in towels, except for the area around their eyes. Trying to because they're trying to like it even it out a little bit. And then at the end, they are on an airplane, a Southwest flight on the way home. And the flight attendant says, huh, looks like somebody's been snorkeling. What? Your face. Your face. What? You've got the whole thing. Why didn't you tell me? Honey, no one's going to notice. Now it's a sunglasses montage. Now they're sunbathing their eyes. Snorkeling trip. Yeah. Low fares to Mexico, Central America, the Caribbean, and Hawaii. It's kind of an interesting commercial because at the end, the woman still looks somewhat like chagrined and embarrassed on the plane, but it's like they clearly had a wonderful trip too. And it's kind of funny that you're focusing on kind of a negative aspect of the trip, like sunburn or anything else that might happen during a trip. But it's still, I think it's still effective though. You see them on the the plane on the way home and it's sort of like, we just had an adventure, you know? Yeah, and I, I mean... It's all set in a place where you would want to be, especially yeah. if you like a beach vacation or a snorkel vacation. Um, it does, as a snorkeler, annoy me a little bit because where I get sunburned, th- what happens to me pretty regularly on a on a beach vacation is that I go snorkeling a lot and I'm out on the water and I've lost track of the time and I'm mm-hmm. out there snorkeling on the water and my back your back would be the really burn because you're you're looking down in the water okay yeah so that's an example we went to hawaii so i pulled a now that's right on the nose yes some of these other ones are less on the and nose and i got to guess okay. like what are what what from our last year is this referring yes. to yes and it does go in order so now we're going to go back to the beginning of 2022 okay. and for this I have pulled a commercial that shows a bunch of people. It looks like there's maybe five people in this room, and they're wearing various CPAP 
masks. Okay, uh, I feel like I know where this you know is where from. this is going. By the way, for the listener, we have not had we have not bought any CPAPs in our family, but um, this is a funny commercial. And you see that they're in a room that's you know like the basement of a school or an, you know an auditorium of a school or something like that, and it says struggling with CPAP support group. And so you have a bunch of people. They all have their masks on except for one guy. And some of this is hard to hear because they're talking through their masks. Let's get started. Bill, where's your mask? I really tried sleeping with it, everybody, but I'm done struggling. Now I sleep with Inspire. Inspire? Inspire is a sleep apnea treatment that works inside my body with just a click of this button. A button? No mask? No hose? Just sleep. Yeah, but you need the hose. You need the air. You need the <laughs> inspired. It's a pretty good commercial. You need the. <laughs> yes, I mean, I, uh, I don't think I have um, sleep apnea, but mm-hmm. if I ever did need a CPAP machine, I would look seriously at what I could do to avoid having the mask in the hose. Yeah, and he's holding a little remote control that has no wires connected to it, and he says that he's got something. But in... What do they put in you? Yeah, like what is in his something body? Is, something bad is in you because they don't. If it was something good. They would just tell you. Says this FDA approved. I'm on, uh, by the way, um, uh, the university hospitals uh, website. Uh, It says, how does Inspire Therapy work? FDA approved implantable upper airway stimulator device functions like a pacemaker and stabilizes the client's throat during sleep in order to prevent obstruction. Oh, God, do they stick it in your throat? I guess so. I don't know, man. Why did I play this commercial for you? Well, you were not there for this. No, I wasn't. But I went to Las Vegas last year, quite early in the year. We basically just got back from Hawaii. We landed in like the very beginning of the year. This makes me sound like kind of a jet setter, but... um, I we landed we got back from Hawaii we had like a week or something and then I got on a plane again with a bunch of our friends and we went to Vegas and one of our friends has a CPAP machine that he uses and he's like quite uh quite dedicated to using it mm-hmm. and he like got the pro- he brought the whole thing with him and it requires like um I think uh, distilled water or something to work properly and we got a little tuned up in in one of our one of the hotel rooms where we were staying and it was COVID his, is still a concern. COVID, here. by the way, still rampant. In fact, a lot of us got COVID on that trip. Not to brag, except for the person whose CPAP machine it was. <laughs> Somehow, he didn't get COVID. But and I didn't try it on to be clear. But like we were in his room, and somebody got the bright idea to try on another person's CPAP machine during a global pandemic. During a global pandemic, we have all these awful pictures of people wearing these these bane looking masks. Mm-hmm. I remember I was at home, so I was Again, like, I'm not going to not Vegas. the user like, and yeah. pro- not the owner and proper user of the machine. Itself. No, he didn't get it. The rest of you guys all got COVID. I don't, but obviously we didn't get it from the CPAP machine. I guess I didn't put it on, but but it was very funny. So that represents that commercial represents your visit to Vegas. So you get it. I get it. Okay. Um, This next one um, is actually a commercial for FTX. Whatever happened to that Bitcoin company FTX? Oh, what did happen to them? Probably something good. I'm sure something good. And I'm sure that their leader is a benevolent Mm -hmm. Bitcoin god. Yes. So this commercial, which I'm just now realizing doesn't star Jamie Lee Curtis. Although when I grabbed this earlier, I was was on deadline. I was like, oh, yeah, the commercial with Jamie Lee Curtis. No, it's just... 
person. Um, she is like a, a woman of a certain age with chunky glasses and white hair. Exactly. And um, and we see her in a very, very beautiful kitchen. And she is clearly a realtor. Oh, that's what I want the backsplash. Oh, I mean, the whole like. kitchen is beautiful. Um, and she's clearly a realtor who's looking to sell this beautiful home. And she walks into the kitchen with a client but she's our she's just like looking at her phone she's wheeling she's dealing the client's like oh this is this is this is looking good he's like hunting for a house essentially um but before he can even tell her that he's interested in it somebody buys it right out from underneath him and all of a sudden people are renovating it around him and the problem was even though he was there on site he wasn't quick enough so what do you think it's nice I'm gonna think about Ooh, it. Ooh, someone just made an offer. What? Can I count it? Oh, it's been accepted. Coming through. Coming through. Wait, what's up? Coming through. Ready. There we go. Okay, pool's going in back here. Did he just say the pool? Infinity pool, yeah. So movers move in right away, but they're dropping off boxes. You have renovators and construction people already building a pool. They're having a lot of fun with the sound effects. Like they, you hear the word infinity pool, and you already hear people like splashing around in it. We struck oil. This place is a gold mine. What? Blockfolio by FTX. Buy and sell Bitcoin, Ethereum, and more. Download now. So, the, 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 did you catch what the log line was I there? I did. There's says, a price to waiting. There's a price to waiting. Especially when it comes to Bitcoin. Especially when it comes to crypto. A crypto, rather. Um, yes, there is a price to waiting. It turns out there was also a price to not waiting. Exactly. So, that's sort of delicious. Now, why did I play that commercial Gosh, for why you? Could that, what could because, that remind Genevieve, me of? Because, Genevieve, I'm investing in the crypto <laughs> market. You're, you're going to like buy... I'm Buying FTX, low. FTX wallet super low. No, but of course we did some house hunting. We this did, year. and we did have that experience of like there was just you had to. It was the last gasp of the like the low interest rates and the everything is super super hot in the market, and so we did get in. But man, trying to putting in bids on houses that were competitive was. It was pretty demoralizing because it just felt like there's always somebody out there who's willing to pay. Ten thousand more dollars than your highest, than the absolute highest you could possibly go. So we spent January and February, you know, started slowly, kind of getting into the housing market and doing some house hunting. And by March, we found something yeah. that we uh, that we uh, eventually bought. Yes. and then it was moving day. <laughs> And this commercial, I love, this, I, I love this commercial trip down memory lane. We should do this every year. What I tried to do here is, with the exception of that Hawaii one, as an example, was not actually pulling commercials for the actual product that's like nose on. Yeah. So here's a moving day commercial that is not for a moving company, but for Xfinity. And in this, we have Amy Poehler, who's a spokesperson, and and um, clearly this uh, woman is moving out of her house. There's fewer and fewer of her belongings there. She's sitting on uh, kind of an easy chair, looking very comfortable, flipping through her phone. She, I, I'll spoil this for you. She's on the Xfinity app, and she's um, managing her Xfinity account as she moves it from one home to another. Ironically, that's the one thing we didn't do because we cut the Exactly. Cord we, we did moved. not take Xfinity with us. But um, meanwhile, her friends are still helping her move. Like, she's sitting on the couch, like, taking care of this on her phone. Meanwhile, her friends are picking up boxes and loose books. Why are your books loose? Like, that's yeah, irritating. Yeah, put your books in a box, lady. And uh, meanwhile, Amy Poehler is on the scene as well as If I showed up to help somebody move, which I would gladly do, 
and their shit wasn't packed, and they were like, "Okay, oh, well, you we've pack done for that. Me? Don't you remember?" Well, I know who you're talking about, but that was a little bit of a different situation. But if I'm like, there was the- somebody who I showed up, a good good friend of ours, who I, I helped move, and it was we were throwing loose clothes yes. in the garbage and I, cans. And, and what? And what's our take on it? Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Yes. So anyway, Amy Poehler is in there, and she's talking to us, and she's talking to the people in the room. It's moving day, and while her friends are doing the heavy lifting, Jess is busy moving her Xfinity internet and TV services. It only takes about a minute. Wait, a minute? But what have you been doing for the last two hours? Delegating. Oh, good one. If you couldn't hear it, the woman says delegating because she's been sitting down with a nice little cocktail or some sort of drink, drinking out of a fancy straw for two hours, even though the Xfinity app only takes you a moment. She's a bad friend. She's not a great friend. You got to respect people who help you move. All right, so that was moving day. So so far, you went to uh, you went to Vegas. Went to Vegas, bought a house. You well, well, lost, you went, lost a you house. You went house hunting. Went house hunting. Then we moved in. Now this next one. Why would I be playing this commercial from the 1990s for a Nissan dealership? I don't know. Featuring somebody very specific who I believe will identify himself. We've got the best dealership on a Rapoport Road. I do. I do. I do. There's a new Nissan dealer in town. I used to get one of these with one of these. Now, do you recognize that person? I think you just saw his name I, flash on the screen. I saw his name, um, and also it's written on the uh, the YouTube uh, video, but it's John Elway. This is John Elway, former Denver Broncos quarterback and star, ah. who after he um, after he retired from football, he opened up a bunch of car dealerships around Denver, and he was like a celebrity car dealership owner before Obviously, he ended up buying the this is about the time the that you and I opened up a car dealership. Exactly. With one of these and save a whole bunch of money. Where are you going to go to get your best deal on a Nissan car, truck, or van? This is definitely the place. Come on down and see us. Look how easy it is to get here. I-25, Arapahoe Road, boom, John O.A. Nissan. Right across the street from that Toyota guy. Don't forget it. I wonder if he also so owned he, a Toyota. I think is he, that him across yes, the street? Yes, that's him across the street. That's so interesting. It's a, little, a little joke. Um, is this about Russell Wilson going to the Broncos? No, well, it was we more about really, I took a trip to Denver. Oh, you took a trip you to took Denver. You took a trip to Vegas, but I took I a trip to football. Denver and spent a week there. Yeah, and so I was, I was like, well, to... I don't know if that really happened in our lives per se. Right. But, oh, yes, you took a trip to Denver. Um, okay, now I have a commercial. And, and you did have a very car... A lot of your drama about that trip was car related. I know. I drove a um, a mirage, a mirage, a Mitsubishi mirage. I should have looked should for have a, a Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi commercial, yeah. but um, that's okay. I really wanted something Denver related. Now, this next one, I don't think you would guess it because I can't even remember a specific trip. But you often go on hiking adventures and camping adventures. You didn't. You went in fewer this year than usual. I think because it was a busy year. I could be wrong about that. But yeah, where did I don't you think go? I went camping at all. Did this you year? not go to any? I thought I, I was looking at my calendar and I thought that I saw like Genevieve camping trip somewhere. Yeah, but maybe so I, I had wrong. a camping trip planned for just an o- quick overnighter, and for some reason, um, my friend and I 
decided to downgrade it to just a day hike because oh, was that the one where you brought back ticks and I got a tick? No, that was not this uh, year. That was several years ago. No, this was the hike where I thought I was going on like a seven mile hike, but it turned out to be like an eleven mile hike. Oh right, and you didn't um, spend the night. Uh, but I didn't spend the night. Uh, I was okay. very ready to get out of there. <laughs> well, we could skip this one, but I don't want to. This was supposed to represent your camping that you did, but Which you didn't, I didn't do it. Do. But this goes back to those uh, Johnsonville brat commercials from like, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe where you had employees of Johnsonville brat. Supposedly they were invited to write their own Johnsonville uh, commercials. And then the, the campaign was these, you know, real people, not actors type of people explaining their commercial idea to you while you see it playing out almost like drunk history. Only it's kind of like dumb commercial. Um, and this one is called Jeff and His Friends. And he is, he's kind of a bigger fella. And um, it says, at Johnsonville, our people are responsible for everything, including the commercials. And you see this guy, and he's um, he's talking about what his commercial should be. And, and while he's discussing it, he is now in the commercial. And he's clearly like, uh, well, it looks like he's kind of wearing hunting gear. He's wearing camo with, a, uh, with an orange vest. And he's sitting in the woods somewhere. And then the animals start talking to him. Hi, I'm Jeff. In my Johnsonville commercial, we open up in the forest. I'm uh, out in the wild eating my breakfast, and all of a sudden, a raccoon come up and asked me, what are you eating? Told him, Johnsonville breakfast sausage, fully cooked and ready to eat. Squirrel comes up and asks, tell me some more about that. So I told the squirrel, tastes great, it's got great texture. Turkey comes up and asks me if that comes in any other flavors. And I say, yep, comes an original. Porcupine comes in and he says, does that come in patties? I said, yep. Wolf comes in and says, how'd you learn to talk to animals? And I said, books. And the wolf says, touche. And we had a good laugh about that. (laughs) That's a breakfast sausage commercial made the Johnsonville way. Is that not kind of adorable? I love honestly, these are so cute. I haven't seen that one, but I've seen other ones. Yeah. And they're always so cute. And I that one is especially cute. I really like that one a lot. I said books. I said books. It's touche. Said touche, which I don't even really quite get, but okay. Yeah. Um this one, Jenna. I do like to go out and, and commune with nature. That and is I, true. I spend a lot of time looking at nature, so that feels very uh very relevant to my interests. I don't think you will get this one. Okay. But we are now in, don't look at the screen for a second, okay? Because I want to map this out a little bit. I was really trying to go through, I had you camping in the summertime, but you'd even do that. But this is um, supposed to evoke something that we did in September of this year. Okay. So not all that long ago now. Um, and I'm going to present it to you as a, 1992 commercial for a video rental service. Imagine the perfect video store. It would have a great selection, right? Right! Over 10,000 videos. Three evening rentals, so no rush, no hassle. Fast checkout. 24-hour quick drop return. Open late every night. Well, the perfect video store... Welcome to Blockbuster Video! ...is popping up all over the country. There's one near you. Blockbuster Video. Wow, what a difference. 
So clearly that is a blockbuster video commercial. Yep. And what I like about it is it starts with just like a family that's standing in front of just nothingness. They're like kind of standing in just kind of a blank space. And then around them, suddenly a bunch of those kind of iconic blockbuster shelves kind of pop up around them, but they don't even have movies on them yet. But little by little, it gets populated and this blank space becomes a blockbuster store. And it's really cool. And it reminds you of the layout of the Blockbuster stores. This one is exactly like the one that was in Concord, New Hampshire. Yeah. Where it had like the big star-shaped desk with, with like you, whatever, like four or five different, or I guess five or six different sides to it that you could come up and rent the movies from. It also had the little customer service desk that was near that. I I didn't realize how that particular model was plopped down was pl- all around all the, over country. the country. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to guess that this has to do with our... Um, our foray out into garage sales to go get your VHS tapes. That is smart. And that makes more sense than what I'm trying to do here. But one thing that I thought notable here is, and I'm going to play this part near um, the end of the commercial. It's 1992. Right. And again, this, this idea that like the world is almost becoming populated with blockbuster videos is popping up all over the country. So Blockbuster Video is now popping up all over the country back in 1992, but now it's 2023, Uh and there are very, very, very few Blockbusters left. Yes. In fact, there's only one Blockbuster left. Right. And there's a documentary about it. It's It's called The Last Blockbuster. It's in Oregon. Where in Oregon is it? Is it in Bend? Where in Oregon is it? It's in Bend. We did take a trip to Bend. And we took a trip to Bend, Oregon. Okay, yeah. You got there. Sort of. (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) Uh, I didn't, I mean, you know, we we got there. We got there together. It's not like we went and saw the Blockbuster. We should have swung by it. Actually, you know, I forgot that it was there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little confused because I also thought that there there was one in Alaska, and I'm a little confused about that because I, everybody was saying after the last two closed somewhere else in like Texas or something, they were saying now that uh, Bend is the last one. I don't know what happened to the Alaska one. Maybe it closed earlier, or maybe I don't know. There's some nuance to the story, Genevieve. I'm not even going to set this one up. It's October, baby, <laughs> and for the first time in our life, we were watching our favorite baseball team in October. <laughs> Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. I'm a little confused why the San Diego chicken is in a Baltimore Orioles I, game against I, I, the That Mariners. whole voiceover was confusing to me. I also love that there was just a seven-digit phone number at the bottom of that ad. There wasn't even the 206 that yeah. didn't even show up, but the uniforms. This is from, I'm going to guess, let's see, uh, does it say, yeah, 1983. So you have the Mariners' uh, 83 uniforms, which were just beautiful. They were this beautiful, great yeah. font. Um, and I believe the 83 Mariners were just a terrible team. Um, what a fun October we had with yeah. the Mariners. We didn't, of course, get to go see them live uh, in any playoff games. There was only one in Seattle, and we didn't have tickets to it. But I will always remember going to that playoff game where we watched it from the the stadium, just on the on the jumbotron, and it was like an 
historic battle back from like a huge deficit. They were mm-hmm. down by like seven or eight runs. I can't remember, but it was something just seemingly insurmountable and we stuck it out and it was so, and I, I'm kind of a Grinch about baseball, generally speaking, but there is, you can't deny the magic of being in that, at that, in that moment, seeing the impossible become possible and extending their playoff run, um, by a couple more games or at least one more game another series another yeah. series yeah, yeah i guess it was amazing. a couple yeah. more games they beat the blue jays uh to go on and 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 face the astros who then swept us of course but um by the way 19 19- astros oh they did yeah. they swept us um the 1983 seattle mariners were 60 and 102 that was their record. They won 60 games and yeah, lost 102. This might have been the era that our friend uh, Phyllis Fletcher talks about where they had T-shirts <laughs> that just say, Mariners, anything could happen, Yeah, which I believe like, she still has. Sort of in like that. best case scenario, it'll be a surprise. Yeah, I think Gus, her son and our friend sometimes still wears that. So, yeah. um, so that was huge for me. I mean, the, the Mariners season loomed so large in our lives this year. Um, and I remember actually... Uh, the day that the the next series, the Astros finally ended our playoff run on Saturday the 15th with an 18-inning game that had no runs until finally the Astros ended it with a run in the 18th inning. For those who don't know, baseball is supposed to be nine innings. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, anyway, so it was absolutely bizarre. Do you remember what else we did on that day that the Mariners played 18 en- innings and ended their postseason? I vividly remember what else we did that day. What we, did we do? We drove down to um, Federal Way, as it happened, and picked up little Bingo, little baby Bingo the kitten. That's right. And brought him back back up here. Who's in here with us now. We brought him back, and then we sat down on the couch, and we petted him, and we said, this is what baseball is like, and now we have a cat who thinks baseball is 18 innings long. <laughs> yeah, he's always last confused about that. Game we, we won, or watched <laughs> with him. Um, I found this, uh, I love this commercial. Now, I've already given away the... Um, the reveal here because this commercial if you don't know what it's for makes it so much better but we see a uh, gender reveal party okay and it's like a bunch of I think a bunch of white people and they're all hanging around and like the young couple you see the, the, the man bite into a cupcake right and it's pink inside and so he's all excited and he shows it to everybody who's gathered around family starts hugging and he's he's bitten into a pink cupcake so yay that must mean that they're having a girl right because pink is girls right of course because that's not I don't want to talk about it. and then um, <laughs> I can't even get into it um, and then somebody brings out a big box and they open up the box and a bunch of blue balloons come out <gasps> oh no and blue the, is boys and then the cup the, the, the couple looks at each other like what's going on and then somebody comes out with a big black balloon with question marks on it and she's like I'm here and then she pops it and then a bunch of pink glitter goes flying out of it and it's all over everybody and then all of a sudden we're seeing this montage people are covered if in someone ever pops a balloon full of glitter of any description yeah. on me i will murder them yeah. where they stand absolutely and then we see people are covered in pink silly string somebody opens a bottle it, of champagne it gets crazier and crazier and pink. i mean yeah. people are getting just nailed with confetti um, and funfetti like blue, pink, and blue, it's just pink. getting discussed and then people are covered like some people are like just covered in blue and pink like the 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 residue of explosion 
explosions <laughs> and, tw- and and oh uh, yeah, those like glitter powder, bombs those powder or whatever. Bombs. Yeah, and people are just a mess by the end of this, and they're very confused. What is the gender? Here we go. <laughs> he bit into the cupcake. Here comes the blue balloon. Blue balloons. Confusion. Wait, what? Hey. Now she pops the balloon. There's pink uh, glitter and silly string. Now we're seeing a whole bunch of pink and blue stuff blowing up all over the place. Somebody vomits into a blue bucket. Oh, did I not say? It's kitten season. Every spring, cats get busy. Too busy. Thousands of kittens end up in shelters who might not make it out alive because there isn't anyone to take care of them, even for a week. You! You were born to be a cool foster auntie. Kittens are way cuter than babies. No offense. You're a little dirty, but kittens don't judge. Foster a kitten, because it's harder to give a baby back. I've tried. (laughs) (laughs) So the reason why there's so much pink and blue is because there's tons of kittens, and they're revealing the gender of all the kittens. And now this woman, this spokeswoman, comes out, and she starts handing out kittens to everybody. And then she says, because kittens are better than babies, no offense. And then at the end, just to reiterate, she says, because it's easier to give back a kitty than a baby. I've tried. I've seen that one in the wild. You have? Yeah, I love that ad. Really? Yes. I wonder if it's it's of some sort of local origin too because at the very very end I noticed it was at this one or another one in the campaign it says Fox 13 at the top now we yeah. have a local Fox channel that's Fox 13 maybe other cities do as well I don't know but I, I'd never seen that before it's a great PSA so you knew about that yeah huh. uh, I love that one though and and that like I mean in a big year for us but you know buying the house moving um, getting bingo has just been like such a highlight. I mean, that's that's saying something, you know. I mean, it's been a big year, but he's just so special. Now, Genevieve, there's a commercial here that I saw on TV the other day that inspired this show. Okay. And it's a couple, and they're walking around an electronics store, and they're looking at televisions. <laughs> this was a high. This was also a high. This is a close second to getting our beloved kitten. I would say TV first. House second, cat third. <laughs> this couple's going around. The the fella, he's all he's really into some of these really bigger TVs. He's like, they have eighty inches. They have all kinds of big TVs. She just keeps saying the same thing over and over again. Take a listen to this. Eighty three inches. Mm. Forty two is more practical. Yes. Seventy seven. Forty two. Fifty five. Forty two. Forty eight. 42. Not giving up? Upgrade to LG OLED. <laughs> With LG OLED Evo TVs ranging from 42 inch to 83 inch, we have the perfect size for everyone. At the end, it looks like they each LG got one. She's watching her 42 inch in the yes. bedroom. He's out in the living room with something bigger. That is eerily but that, similar. I, for, I don't know why an Australian produced commercial <laughs> popped up into one of my into one of my commercial breaks the other day. Yeah. But I was like, oh my god! Yeah, I was so I kept glad saying, we like, got into a huge. We didn't talk about it on the show, but like we ended up getting a 55 inch TV, and you were furious about it. You threw a public tantrum in front of our friends 
trends about how TVs are too big these TVs days. TVs are too big these days, and 42 inches is as big a TV as you will ever need for anything. <laughs> I'm so we ended up with 55, right? And we it ended is up so with 55. much better. I got to say, because I play video games and stuff that are made for bigger screens. Like the the media is changing to match the technology, and so if you do have a smaller TV. Um, uh, we don't have to get into it again. Anyway, I think that we did compromise. We did compromise. We got the fifty-five. Yeah, you're happy. And I'm, I'm happy. V- very happy. It was a very good deal. Thanks to our friend Camaro Kev for uh, <laughs> being our consultant as ever with this AV thing. Okay, one more commercial here. This is a bit of an older one. This is for Dodge. I don't know if I've seen this or not before, but you just see a nice peaceful uh, street scene somewhere, and. Um, People are parking their cars, just going about their business. Then a little bit of snow starts falling. Just a few flakes there in the light, in the street light. Now people start looking up and they see the snow. It's a light snow, but they start freaking out. They're rushing into stores, grabbing everything off the shelves. Cars are pulling over. People are running around, freaking out. Except for a couple of people who are getting into their cars very calmly. We're seeing cars. We're seeing cars trapped. <laughs> Sorry, I hit the wrong button. Yeah, we're seeing a bunch of cars that are trapped along the side of the road with Sewed their in. hazards flashing. But meanwhile, there is a group of people who are just driving along very calmly, look, taking this all in. Without all-wheel drive, it's the end of the world. With Dodge all-wheel drive, it's just snow. We are Dodge, and we are never neutral. So th- I think that's pretty old now, um, but uh, yeah, it's a fleet of Dodges it's that are making timeless. its way through the- That is no joke. Did you see, I mean, did you read about, I mean, almost 30 people died in New York State because yeah, of I the blizzard, yep. and a lot of them died in their cars, snowed into their mm. cars. It is truly horrific that is dark now we weren't dealing with i mean we have had snow here but that was more of my nod towards the ice storm that we just lived through a couple of days ago that really was like nothing i'd ever seen before yeah we had a a truck like crash into like the island that's in our roundabout Mm -hmm. and just sat there for a couple days and we had uh, other cars like sliding around just like completely side just slipping side to side on the road because like our, we don't live on a big hill, but it was three inches of ice on our, our street. Like, there was no way to drive on it. The only person who could drive on it was, like, the one person who has, like, a big fancy Jeep. And he just, mm-hmm. like, he with just... huge threw, threaded tires. Huge, yeah, with these, with these very, very, like, snow-ready tires. And he just, like tootled around the neighborhood while everybody else was completely helpless. Yeah. It was kind of fun to watch all the cars try to crest this big hill. I'm just like, we're just watching and the nature won't let them do it. And we're no. like, good, because if you crest that hill, it's a huge hill on the other side and you would be dead. You'll be dead going down And we're just it, watching yeah. these cars just go like totally vertical. But um, there it was, Genevieve. That was a walk through the year that was That's in a segment year. I like to call Genevieve as... This is your life. <laughs> and a little bit of my life when I went to Denver. I love that. Living on 
Okay, so for this edition of the BT Dub segment, which, by the way, a quick little announcement here. I have a bunch of these stored up that I can continue to share with you, but I'm having some technical issues with my setup, and I don't know exactly what it is, but I need to stop importing um, tapes for a while uh, until I can figure out what's going on with my setup here. The, the, the uh, video quality... Um, that I'm uploading to YouTube is getting uh, worse and worse, and it's bothersome. So I'm going to deal with this in the new year, but we might have to put the BT Dub segment on ice for a little bit until Uh-oh. I can figure that out. But uh, I still have a lot of tapes to go through, and I will figure it out eventually. Um, when I started the project, I bought all the cheapest equipment I could possibly find, yeah. um, including a $9 VHS player. So I'm going to try getting a better player and maybe a better adapter and some better software. But in the meantime... Um, I've been going through these cassette tapes that I found in a box at a garage sale here in North Seattle, and a lot of them, who you know, this family that sold me the tapes, they must have been very much into the FX network when it was new in the early 90s. Clearly. It's nothing like what you think it is now. <laughs> I don't know if I described it on the show. I was quite obsessed with these tapes when I first found them, and they have all, there was like this group, this like group of shows, this original programming that FX would do that was like, it started with like a long Long, a morning show hosted by Tom Bergeron and a, a, a woman of, who's a Canadian broadcaster. I can't remember her name. And it was very much like MTV News meets a little bit like the David Letterman show meets just like total Gen X culture, yeah. like something that you would see in like a Ben Stiller movie almost. Yeah. It's like this the studio that they set up for the FX networks. Were and again, this is like early to mid '90s. Was like some big, uh, like studio style apartment, but like actually an apartment with like a living room and a bedroom and a bathroom with a shower. Um, and it was right outside of Central Park in New oh, York. And so they would do this morning show, and it was all like no fourth wall at all. Like you would see the producers maybe sitting around the quote unquote kitchen table going through email, which was very new then. I think they had an <laughs> yeah. at Comcast address or something like that. They would they would read your faxes, oh and but my it was God. like this early day of just like we have the internet now we have all this way of communicating it was like handheld camera be like okay let's all go into the living room now and the handheld camera would like kind of yeah. follow them in there and they would sit around and they would say okay we've dispatched one of our um producers to do something nuts they're going to jump out of an airplane over the grand canyon or something they would have like kind of some adventures but they were supposed to be educational too they were doing like almost like was David- this the show that bridget jones starred in sit up britain maybe <laughs> no. i want i do wonder I mean, if it was that's inspired a by of a that British kind of show. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So it was like Good Morning America meets MTV News or just MTV meets Gen X. Call. It was such a – and that was called um, – I can't remember what that show was called. Like just Good Morning from FX or something. And they have another show called Personal FX, which is they use a different team of people, but they use the same space to do a show that is basically like Antiques Roadshow. Right. Only um, it's like kind of presented in this more Gen X kind of way in this weird studio home Um, and this was like the afternoon show and whoever I stole these tapes from or bought these tapes from they loved this show so many of these tapes they love two things personal FX and the Mariners because they have a bunch of like Mariners playoff games which is amazing from 1995 and just tons of just like FX and you would think that oh maybe they hit record and forgot but nope when one ends they're very little little bit of static and then the next one begins like they paused it until the next day so I've been digging through a lot of FX stuff okay Um, the network was so different back then and one thing that they do is um, they have a PSA something called 
stand. And I can't remember what stand stands for right now, but we will hear it in these trailers. And they do various things where they get like celebrities to come on all these various shows and then also record little promos, you know, like standard operating procedure. But then they also sort of like took some some B-roll of these actors talking to the camera, but then like kind of made it seem like they're all behind this stand initiative, which has something to do with like kind of being aware of crime and not engaging in crime and maybe stopping crime as well. But being each aware one of crime, is a little bit different. Not engaging in crime. Those are the three steps to, to stopping crime. First, be aware of crime. But, Two, second, don't engage in crime. <laughs> three, Maybe stop crime. Here's this one. This is Tony Goldwyn. Do we know who Tony Goldwyn is? He- yes, Tony Goldwyn, I believe, was the actor. He had a little bit of a moment in the 90s. I think what people would probably best remember him from, or at least the thing I best remember him from, was he was the bad guy in Ghost. Oh, okay. And it also says on Wikipedia here that he, he made his debut appearing as Darren in the slasher film Friday the 13th Part 4, Jason Lives. But I mean, was he in Ghost? Am I right about that? Yeah, he's the, he's the bad yes, guy. Yes, there in he Ghost. was in Ghost. Okay, yeah, that is his main thing. So here he is. The year is 1995, I believe, and he's just sitting on a, a in an armchair in these FX studios that I spent way too much time describing. And this is him talking about Stand, which is an FX specific PSA. Stop crime from taking over your neighborhood. Oh, there it is. It says stand. Stop the anger in neighborhood destruction. Destruction. That's what stand stands for. Stop the that sounds like some anger in neighborhood destruction. The anger is such a Yeah. I give them the benefit of the doubt and say they came up with stand first and then look for things to fit. Yeah. I don't know. As I hear that. What about stop the arson in neighborhood destruction? Yeah, right? Because there's something about stop the anger and the fact that this is mid-90s and maybe I'm super snowflakey and overly triggered about things, but I sort of feel like what do we think of as violence in the 90s? We think of like the emphasis on black crime and in something about stop the anger and neighborhood destruction, even though it's never raised specifically here in in, in these three promos I'm going to play for you. There's something weird about what stand stands for. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like it. But anyway, Tony Goldwyn is going to explain it more. Stop crime from taking over your neighborhood. FX wants you to take a stand. Don't wait to take action. Be a part of the solution. Form a crime-fighting team by organizing what? a neighborhood watch. While police can't be everywhere, neighbors working with the police make one of the best crime-fighting teams around. Contact your local police department and find out how you can bring your neighbors together. Stop the anger in neighborhood destruction. Take a stand. There's something about stop that the anger bad. that really turns that me off. That is some Dwight Schrute shit right He's there. He's really using his hands. His yeah. hands do a lot of the work there. Form a crime-fighting team with your neighborhood. He wants to start a neighborhood watch. He says, call your police. You, you, let's call the police right now and say, and say, hey, yeah. we want to help you fight crime. Hey, How do you think that's going to go? Hey, we're some frightened white people. What should we do? Here is a commercial. So as I mentioned before, I was a little bit babbly before, but here's what I was getting at. Like, this commercial shows 
tons of famous people talking directly at the screen with an FX logo in the background, but I'm pretty sure that these people are not necessarily talking about Stand. I think some <laughs> of these might be them, because one of them is Dick Van Patten, and I have a million promos for when FX got the right to rebroadcast um, Not Eight is Enough. What was his? Was it Eight is Enough? Uh, I can't remember, but yeah, it was one of those. He was like, the patriarch yeah. of some huge. Uh, I have a million of promos of him talking about that show being available on FX now, and I see a clip of him in this. And so this, here are some of the people that you see. It in was this. eight is enough. Here you see Dennis Franz, Dick Van Patten, Corin Nemec, who I looked up. Do you know that name? I do, and, and that's Parker Lewis can't lose. Parker Lewis can't lose, right? Arnisha Walker. Stephen Weber, Leela Kenzel, Joanne Stephen Weber. Stephen Weber, indeed. That's our, that's our it guy. It was the 90s. You yes. can't have a commercial without him. He was him. like, I mean, we've said this before in the show, but he really personified the 90s. Anne Ramsey, Alfonso Ribeiro, and others. Now, here's the thing. I added Alfonso in there because I don't even think he gets, I don't know if any of these people, except for the white people, I know I keep going back to race here, but watch with me. There's just a voiceover and they show all these stars. Okay, Arnisha Walker, she might be a person of, yeah, she's yeah. a person of color. But like you see Alfonso at the end, he doesn't even get a title plate. It's like how I think it's so weird that he's like, he's in that um, ad for, I think it's State Farm, uh -huh. where He's pretending to be uh, a famous basketball player. I think uh, 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 who's the famous basketball I'm player? I'm blanking on it now. It's like yeah. something Paul. Is it yeah, Chris? Aaron Aaron Paul. No, no he's the YouTuber guy, right? Chris no, Paul. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Um, Aaron Paul is Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul is Breaking Bad. Who's the asshole YouTuber? Uh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. So, so they're all Pauls. Pauls. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I always thought it was. I've said this on the show. I thought it was weird that. He is in that ad. He is himself a famous enough actor to have like a name, but sort of plays just like a nobody in that ad. Just like a, it's like I I feel like he's play he's in that ad as an actor rather than as a celebrity. Yeah, right. I heard some people talking on sports radio when those commercials were in heavy rotation like a year or so ago, saying that like the younger generation, like they were they had to explain to their kids that he was a famous guy from the Fresh Prince. Yeah, of so Bel -Air. I guess he they is just not a celebrity from that anymore. Yeah. Oh, from that um, so anyway, but the thing is, back then though, he would have been. I I feel like I I mean, this is ninety five. Fresh yeah. Prince is huge. He I feel like he is the biggest star in this, and he doesn't get he doesn't get mentioned by name on the screen. They flash all these um, celebrities during this voiceover. FX has asked these people to speak out for everyone, to take a stand against anger and destruction in our neighborhoods. FX believes that we can stop violence in our communities if we just take a stand. One person's action can start a chain reaction to stop the anger and destruction. From domestic violence to the anger and intolerance of racism, the message of STAND is one of hope. Don't wait to take action. Be part of the solution. Take a stand. And none of those people yeah. actually said anything about what stand. What did they think they were going to be in an ad for? Right. Not And clear. I know that one of those was Dick Van Patten talking about eight is enough being on <laughs> FX. I know that for. And they started. They they start the thing by saying we've asked yeah. these celebrities to speak. Not. Up for they it. didn't say they, they didn't, would do it. They didn't say they would do it. <laughs> this is like whatever FX was up to here is so yeah, fucking it's weird. It's shady. I'm going to play one more for you here. So so far we've had like. 
started Neighborhood Watch. We've asked these celebrities to stand up to stop the anger and neighborhood destruction. Yeah. And then this one, which is like one of their producers, I think, of one of those FX shows, like the morning show or something. And often they were going out on location. Well, in this case, this uh, FX producer is out on location with his, like, you know, picture his, like, Again, like MTV News style FX microphone. And uh, meanwhile, a bunch of volunteers are um, not building homes like Habitat for Humanity, but like um, renovating homes in this particular neighborhood. You can help your neighbors when they can't help themselves. FX wants you to take a stand. I'm John Davis in Charleston, South Carolina, where a program called Neighbors Labors helps elderly homeowners who don't have the financial or physical resources to make necessary repairs on their homes. Neighbors Labors is a partnership between the Preservation Society of Charleston, along with local business and neighborhood organizations. Now, what they do is they adopt a house that needs work. Along with AmeriCorps volunteers, they work on the house to fix it up, mostly with donated materials. The results are wonderful for both the homeowners and the communities who stop the deterioration of the neighborhoods, but also learn about teamwork and cooperation in the process. You can start a program like Neighbors Labors in your community. Start by organizing a letter writing campaign to your local officials or neighborhood organizations. Don't wait to take action. Take a stand! Stop the anger and neighborhood destruction. Take stop a stand. Stop the anger. We still haven't addressed the anger. This is wild. I wanted, there must I be. I looked up Neighbors Labors. I couldn't find shit on it. Yeah, also Neighbors Labors sounds like a made-up uh, <laughs> nonprofit that would be on Veep or something. I was thinking Leslie Nope. <laughs> or that, I, or I Parks was thinking and Parks and Rec, yeah. doesn't that? Yeah, it so. Really does. I don't know, man. I've been, these are the only three FX stand commercials I've come across so far. This is somebody's idea of corporate responsibility but, in the 90s. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see, am I the only person who has published any of these? If you Google yeah, it seems like I'm the only one who's published anything like these. Yeah, you're the only uh, you're the only record that stand ever existed. So let yeah, I mean, let me know if anybody else uh, comes across anything if they have any knowledge of this stand or neighbors' labors. Like it just seems like they had to maybe like to get you must have to do some sort of good for Public the community service, or some sort of yeah. PSA, especially in those earlierish days of cable. Yeah, I bet it it does have the feel of like a. Um, some kind of contractually obligated uh, initiative. Genevieve, stop the anger in neighborhood destruction. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Um, let's start with uh, something that Brian posted to the Facebook group here. This is an ad uh, for an insurance company. We talk a lot about insurance ads on this show because certainly do. Um, everyone's got to have insurance pretty much. So there's a lot of companies out there and they all want you to remember their name or their spokes critter or their um, or their particular gimmick or whatever, their halls of claims or what have you. Fuck that emu, by the way. Uh, yeah, or their, their emu. Um and this is a, a company that I've never heard of, and I think it's probably because they don't have a spokes critter, but it's taking all the other insurance companies to task for having spokes critters. Oh, okay. And I'm going to have to ruin the joke because it's um, this is an audio medium, but we're, we start at a, a nice-ish looking restaurant, you know, tablecloths and what have you. There's a, a young woman, probably in her 30s, a black woman, sitting at the table, and she's breaking. She's clearly, this is the breakup conversation with uh, somebody. With her date? With okay. her date. Okay. 
And you want to hit play on this now? I think so, yeah. You want to say who the date is? Well, they kind of, that's like that's the big reveal. Okay. So you are breaking up with me? Well, yeah. Please do not tell me it is the policy puffin. Uh-oh. Now we see that she's not breaking up with a humanoid. It is a very upsetting, I guess, walrus? I like think a it's, man, a walrus. it's a walrus. It's a walrus. He's like dressed like a person, but he's got a big gray walrus head with tusks. And I don't know if you've never seen the movie Tusk. No, I hear that's upsetting. Is that Kevin Smith? It's Kevin Smith. It's like a horror movie about a, a human who is ch- changed into a walrus through... Uh, you know, mad scientist surgery. It's very upsetting and gross. Um, and the last thing I need to see is another human walrus hybrid. Sure. Yeah. That's just not something the movie for me here. But he apparently, this walrus apparently is in this universe is the spokes animal for some insurance brand. I like that they don't even ADR it. It just sounds like a voice coming from within a mask. Yes. <laughs> so you are breaking up with me. Well, yeah. Please do not tell me it is the policy puffin. Actually, it's NJM. Wow. They don't even have a mascot. That's kind of the point. Ouch. Well, I am not paying for dinner. It's uh, up. Well, I'm saving money with NJM. Stumbles out. This year, upgrade to NJM and see how much you could save. (laughs) No jingles or mascot. (laughs) He gets really angry. And he's he's in this big costume, so he keeps sort of like... Blundering into things and knocking he's got these things giant over. flipper feet that he's kicking other people. I kind of like it. Is the walrus supposed to make us think of a particular hmm. like? Because uh, it's not the gecko. I don't think so. Because then he says he says, "I hope you're not leaving me for the policy puffin." Right. I, which is, I can't think of any sea creatures or water based. Well, I guess, yeah. I don't. I can't think of any fish or water related creatures yeah. that are Yeah. So I think it's just they just picked an animal that I would think be funny so, to yeah. see in a restaurant. Um but yeah, it's sort of interesting. What do you think is the funniest animal to see in a restaurant? What is the funniest animal to see in a restaurant? I mean, ostriches are funny. That's and true. I bet you if you saw one in a restaurant, it would be very funny. Yes. Ostriches are intrinsically funny. I feel like any big bird like that I would yeah. also think is very dirty, though. I don't want birds around my food. I got food. some bad news for you about basically all animals. I mean, I know that no animals shower as much as I do. <laughs> but I feel like there's something especially <laughs> dirty about birds. That's what separates you from the animals is yeah. you shower more than they do. Yeah. Um, um, what's the cleanest animal you would see in a restaurant? Ooh, that's interesting. Um, cats are very clean, but True. not a very funny thing to see. They in a shed restaurant. a lot. Yeah, they don't want a lot of cat hair in your food areas. Yeah, we see. We go to a lot of restaurants with dogs, so it feels like dogs are clean. Mm-hmm. But in the words of Samuel L. Jackson, "Dog is a dog is a filthy <laughs> animal." Um, yeah, I don't know. Funny animal, clean animal. Is there a clean animal? Most animals are dirty. I'm still stuck on like what, what would I think condition. is what would I think is funny if I just like looked over yeah. and there is some sort of charismatic megafauna right. looking back at me. A sloth would be funny. A sloth would be funny. I feel like any kind of hooved animal would just be sort of scary. Right, right. I don't want to see a moose or anything like God, that. God no. It needs to be that thing. If that thing freaks out, we're you're, all dead. You're everybody's. We're dead. all dead. Yeah. Like, we're no, all going to be pronged. no ungulates. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, a koala bear or, oh, you know, a panda, a panda, like if you looked over and there was a panda just like sitting and having like, they're always falling off. And then it just like, it just rolls off its chair and rolls out the door. Pandas are fine. I'm going with panda. Okay. I like that. All right. Good. Good work.
and it's probably from the mid to late 80s because I was a kid and it still looms large. We sing it every year like somebody will just spontaneously burst into song. Um, So let me set it up. It's a pizza ad and there's this man and he's seated at the head of the table and he's like being served turkey over and over again Mm -hmm. and meanwhile this is my mom's favorite part meanwhile the christmas decorations are just collapsing behind them like the tree is just disintegrating which is hilarious but uh so they're singing the 12 days of christmas but uh they're talking about leftover turkey and there's some voiceover in there so you you miss a few days so we kind of do the first two days and then We come in, you know, for the highlight, which is the fifth day. And uh, so here it goes. On the first day after Christmas, my true love served to me leftover turkey. On the second day after Christmas, my true love served to me turkey casserole that was made from leftover turkey. La, 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 la. Flaming turkey wings. All right. Hope y'all enjoyed it. <laughs> so wait, did Avery that, say what the commercial is for? I don't think that Avery did, but the commercial is for pizza. She's, they did say it was for pizza, okay, um, and I gotcha. pretty quickly found it. Um, okay. This is a commercial for Pizza Hut, and I, I really appreciate how, because there's some voiceover that happens in the middle of this uh, this mm-hmm. song, um, and Avery did a really good job of kind of papering over it with a little bit of la-la-las. But all you see, as, as Avery said, is um, a... Uh, it's a just a one shot of a guy sitting at a table in front of a Christmas tree that in each progressive shot gets a little bit more de- degraded. I see because it's the He's passage getting, of time. The passage is of time. Okay, He's being yeah. served just endless turkey leftovers and Pizza Hut saying, "Before you get to having flaming turkey wings as a as a leftover dish, why don't you just order a pizza?" If this was 2023, Pizza Hut would just release flaming turkey wings right i thought when i clicked on this a second ago <laughs> that's that, what this that, was for that pizza hut was at one point offering flaming turkey wings <laughs> no this is an anti-turkey ad okay let's take a listen on the first day after christmas my true love gave to me leftover turkey on the second day after christmas my true love gave to me turkey casserole that she made from leftover turkey If Christmas is lingering longer than you expected, we have a suggestion. A pan pizza from Pizza Hut with pepperoni, mushrooms, almost any topping at all, except one. Flaming turkey wings. God damn. I don't just want a Pizza Hut pizza right now. I want a 1987 era pizza right now. Pizza Hut pizza, exactly. Man, they were so smart to get uh, more recently into the nostalgia game because they did all the signifiers from the, I mean, this wasn't even showing the restaurant, but everybody talks about the 
the plastic red cups with the marbled ice yeah. or whatever you call that. It. It's not marbled, but you pebbled. know, pebbled ice uh, and the glass, sh- like the glass the um, Tiffany style chandelier. Tiffany style chandelier. Oh, totally. Like the video we, game right by the who, side door. Who, what American of a certain age doesn't have a vivid memory of that? Then you I know? see that pizza and I just like, oh, that's it. That's for me. Let's go get some pizza. What do you say? I say yes. Avery, really good job. Yes. You really belted it out. I appreciate it. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can call us too, or you can do what Avery did, which is record a voice memo and email it. Either way, the email address is after these messages show at gmail.com. The voicemail, if you want to call directly, is 607 444 5597. That's 607 444 5597. Give us a call. We'd love to hear you sing a jingle or just weigh in on anything that you heard on the show today. Uh, but we'd love to hear your voice. You can also check out some of these um, videos I've been posting to our YouTube channel. Just look for After These Messages podcast on YouTube. And. Find links to everything we talked about today at the Facebook group. Genevieve, I sent you all those links from our walk down memory lane earlier. Thank you. I will post them to the Facebook group. Thank you, everybody. Once again, Happy New Year. We'll talk to you next week.